0: Hey, gamers. Welcome back to a fun world Wednesday morning or Tuesday evening where we talk about all the latest gaming news stuff that is trending stuff that you care about stuff that you might not care about but you should be caring about as you will find out later on today enough let's get into if you don't want to waste your time let's go straight with today let's start with
1: Antora's first story first okay fair enough Right, so, I thought the most interesting one would be to start with. I have two Nintendo stories. And the first one would be the fact the Switch is starting to not do so well. So, my cat is inviting you. herself here. Yeah, so, if you see stuff falling, it's completely normal. Nintendo, yet. I'm just trying to find the numbers because the Switch, yes. Overall, they sold 125 million of it. And in the past fiscal year, 18 million of switches in sold. And I don't even know when the OLED came out, like two or three years ago, right? The OLED? Well, like last year, beginning of last year. Really? Yeah. Okay, fair enough. And they expect to sell in the next fiscal year, 15 million Switch. So it's like a 16% decrease. So the Switch is great, but it's going down in the sales. So what they are going to do is they are preparing a new gear for next year. I so think they said something like April or at least spring. Yeah, they say, oh, yeah, so they're going to launch a new hardware at least April 2024. I expect delays because it's still hardware. it needs to be tested and everything. But yes, Nintendo is going to launch a new hardware. And we had a debate before the show. I'm saying that it's going to be completely different. It's not going to be a Switch. Well, it's not going to be a Switch Pro or something. We, there was a talk about Switch Pro. I don't think it would be, a thing's gonna be something completely brand new, like uh, Wii to switch and et cetera. What do you guys think?
2: Adam? I've heard people saying that do not expect a new Nintendo next-gen console until at least, or don't even expect an announcement on it until at least April, 2024, if it's anything coming up soon, I think it's probably just a newer version of the switch, like a, like we had switch Lite, switch OLED. I, I would expect it's another form of but, that, but if it's something that's way down the line, then I would say it's probably a new console. The
1: news is exactly development of new Nintendo hardware is reportedly producing well from Masiya. Uh, yeah.
2: Okay. Then I would assume it's the new Switch, but don't be expecting to see it anytime soon. <laughs> uh, a new Nintendo console, but don't be expecting to see it anytime soon.
1: I picked my interest now.
0: What do you think Trin? I want to get you guys' an opinion, right? So we've seen lots of, like, bad hardware news. Like, Apple just released their quarter one results. And their sales declined less than what they expected. They're not the only ones, right? In in India, right? Cell phone sales or mobile sales or basically hardware sales around the world have been in decline for the last one year. So basically, whoever you are, Nintendo, Sony, Apple, you're selling less devices, right? Less computers, less cell phones, less PlayStations, less Switches, less Xboxes throughout the world. Everyone is done. And do you think it it makes sense? Like, even if Nintendo doesn't release a new Switch next year, right, are people actually going to buy it in the same huge numbers as they did two years ago, given the Ukraine war, given the recession that we are going into, given the US debt crisis, that's going to floor the economy, right? not our power and economy, like everybody's, nobody's buying hardware. And I think that is a, is a problem for Nintendo, for PlayStation, as I was arguing with Adam about the possible PlayStation 6 before this show as well. Yeah. What do you guys think?
1: I think that we are barely, what, a year after COVID and that everybody got lots of hardware during the two or three years of COVID we had. At some point, you already have a PS5 and a Switch or whatever in your house. Come buy more, right? What do you think, Adam?
2: I think that if Switch has been around for so long now that it would depend on if it's similar to the launch of the Xbox X series and PlayStation 5 where the vast majority of your catalog is backwards compatible with older hardware, then I don't see sales being particularly high. But if it came out and it was significantly more powerful and they came out swinging and saying, Hey, look, we're launching with these games that cannot play on a switch. You need the new hardware for it. Yeah. I think people would absolutely buy it.
0: I'm going to take the contrarian approach. I think basically whoever's launching anything new in the next two, three, four, five years, they're not going to sell well because look, people are batting down the hatches. Cost of living crisis is the new media term in England. Before COVID, right, we had three or four countries, distressed countries, right? Now there's 13 countries who are going to default on their national debts. And that's going to influence everybody, right? Because at some point, France or Canada or the US have lent money to these countries, they're not going to get their money. So they're like, oh my God, we've lent a billion, billion, $20 billion to Uganda, right? And Uganda is one of these countries that are going to default on their debt at some point this year. So. I I think Antoine's logic of post-COVID is right, but at the same time is the world is in a distressed economic state. It's not going to recover anytime soon. And my take is as depressing as it is, I think only the ultra-rich are going to be buying new hardware or people who are not saving for retirement are going to be too bad.
2: Can't take it with you, people. If the world's ending, you might as well just buy it all your editing now. That
0: is true. That is true. <laughs>
2: All right. Mr. Gray, tell us about your first story. Uh, and my first story is that Saints Row obviously had a terrible launch and people were very displeased with it. The developers have come out and basically said, you know what? We want to be the next New Man ne- Sky, No Man Sky, the next cyberpunk we want to be that next story of a game that comes out launches in a terrible state and comes back later and says hey you know what this game's actually pretty good so they are basically going to be doing a pretty significant overhaul of the game and yeah they're going to be not re-releasing it but releasing a bunch of patches a bunch of fixes and they're really hoping that this time will it will succeed (laughs) we'll have to wait and see how it goes But yeah, I don't know. Like we talked about last time with Redfall versus Cyberpunk. And I was saying, I think Cyberpunk and to a lesser extent, No Man's Sky can recover from these things because they're single player experiences. So you can approach them at any time. And this one is too. So I guess it has a chance of being successful. But yeah, I don't know if, if it will be. We'll have to wait and see how significant the changes are and and how much of a difference it makes in the overall end-gameplay. What do you think, Antoine?
1: A couple of things. First of all, I only know one game which made a terrible start and recovered fantastically well, it's F14, because it was multiplayer and it worked great. After that, Fallout 78, despite apparently being a very good game now, extremely but it started hardly. Cyberpunk second Cyberpunk's not as bad as Fun Out but starting back sales, right? And first thing sells that you get one chance to make a first a good first impression. So first print impression is bad. Very bad. You don't bounce on it and say, Hop, hop, up, sorry, we gonna stop, but we're gonna come back with something stronger. We don't trust you. You missed your shot. A small Part of, of your audience is certainly going to come back to you. the major part going to say, you know what? That's great. Come back in a few years. But in a few years, there's the launch of FFT16. There's the launch of Starfield. There will be also game You missed your slot. You already lost half of your public. So, it's a very bad approach. It's an emergency crisis. Right now, it's like the game is at the hospital dying, and someone is just applying CBR, The, how do you call this, the emergency electric stuff in uh, in English? Really? Defibrillator. Oh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> it's okay, it's okay, it's coming back. do <laughs> it's coming back.
0: 10 minutes. Oh, doesn't work. What's defibrillator in French?
1: Actually, it's not the same as Dutch. Benator, it's just I I like CPR. English. I
0: was just curious. I'm like, oh, well, maybe the French one is drastically different. No, <laughs> ah The wonders of a multilingual
1: podcast. Yeah, you forget all of your language. <laughs> yeah, no, I've already
0: forgotten all of my English. Yeah, no, Antoine, you make a really good point about Saint-Soroy as well. Is that it's and especially you speak to the middle-aged gaming demographic right now i'll add something on top of that it's just i feel like as lots of middle-aged gamers have maybe gotten a steam deck or gotten a switch or getting an aces rg ally as we've talked about check out those shorts as well on our channel yeah it's you've developed diversified so much you've grown in the spectrum not like when we were kids right you're like okay i have a pc or I have a playstation this is the narrow segment of games that i'm playing right and now you can play games in your bed. You can play games in the bathroom, you can play games on the cell phone or your iPad. You can play st- games streaming on the PSQ Lite, another short you should check out by Adam. Pretty much everywhere, right? That You have so much of choice, right? Like when games want to do this whole redemption arc, it just, I don't think it's going to matter anymore. I loved The Saints Row. I played all of them. They were really fun games. I remember even checking out like earlier this year, I'm like, oh, I put 40 hours into the last Saints Row. Fantastic game. If this does do a redemption arc, I'm like, yes, it doesn't go on my wish list. My wish list on steam is a hundred, 110 games. So <laughs> that is like 10% of my current steam collection was like 700 games, something like that. So horrible number. Yeah. So I, I don't think I'll ever get to play it just because, and I don't think most middle-aged games just because we have Kickstarter as well. And all these Kickstarter games are coming out and I don't have time to play that because I'm still playing games slowly. Yeah, no, uh, as Antoine said. TLDR. I don't think Sensro update is gonna matter. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Let's move on to my third story, which is Darkest Dungeon, D, which was just released yesterday. And I don't know why. I did not even realize. I feel like we did talk about this, or maybe we
2: talked about the first one.
0: Oh, we talked about the first one. Yes. Thanks for that memory recall, Adam. So, Darkest Dungeon, D, right? It is a turn-based, beautiful, like gothic art style card game, horrendously complex, not really horrendously but yeah, pretty damn complex Really Famous, it did really well it is currently not doing as well as I expected, like usually when the first game came out, I remember it like rocketed to 10,000 reviews on Steam, this game currently after a day or so yeah now two days, is at 1,716 reviews and I think that just talks about saturation in the gaming market I think it, it talks about the fact that people don't have enough money to spend on games anymore. I think anyway, but yeah, no, Darkest Dungeon 2 is out. It looks good. They've done, I would say, incremental updates, right? It says like one of the hooks is tried and ter- true turn-based combat improved. Unforgettable heroes, right? One of the cool things of roguelike games are like, la, la. <laughs> you develop your own story, right? Your own story. Hey, this is the guy. I played him through all these quests and he died and now he's in the graveyard and you remember the story of this guy and all the things he did right so it says each expedition can last from 30 minutes to several hours there's the altar of hope with the massive system of upgrades and boons there's one thing i will say is different from the second game compared to the first game is that there wasn't a huge amount of upgrades at least i felt anyway in the first game um i did not finish the first game i think i played it two times or three times And I just felt in other roguelikes, you feel like, yes, I'm making progress. I'm getting stronger. But in this game, like I always felt like you were playing this game and you just get beaten down and at the end of the game, man, I'm just a weak little bitch. That's all. And it just, you don't feel like that's one thing I loved about Hades, right? Or Slay the Spire or Void Train or some of these other card games is that, yeah, I'm getting better. I'm getting fast. I'm getting stronger. I feel. Alive again, or reborn, or something like that. And now I have the power to snack you down. But no, in Darkest Dungeon, I didn't feel like that. Maybe this is different. And again, let me remind you, middle aged gamers listening to the segment or watching YouTube short, we haven't played this. This is just out two days ago. I might play this at some magical point in the future where I have time to. But yeah, something to keep your eyes out for. it is It looks cool. It's already on my Steam wish list, and I will probably pick it up at some point when I'm feeling for a cupcake. All right. And let's go back to Antoine for Antoine's second story of
1: today. Cool. Sorry. I wish I could have a shine in on the Darkest Dungeon, but it's not my kind of game. No worries. So back to Nintendo and you may have heard us say several times, you don't mess with Nintendo. Nintendo loves their IP, especially since the disaster of Zelda trilogy of shame on the Philips city, you don't touch Nintendo's IP and unfortunately. The new Zelda the Kingdom was leaked due to piracy. People could play it a week ago or so, and Nintendo did not like it. So they put a little crusade cap on and say, (laughs) they took this word, say, we're going to cut down everyone in the, in our path, Even completely regular streamers So I have the name over here. Just to give me a second. So a lady called Alana Pierce, who apparently is God of War writer and streamer, she was just like on a Twitch channel talking about Zelda, new gameplay system, powers and everything on Twitch. And in the middle of the of a Twitch stream, poof, she got cut out, banned temporarily by Nintendo saying, you don't talk about Zelda right now. Anyone who talk about Zelda cannot be careful if you have Zelda, if you have a Zelda just image or talking about Zelda, And I asked Adam not to put any video right now because we don't want to get uh, to get by neither as well. You, you could get strike out by Nintendo because she, they are uh, furious and they're on the crusade. So just beware at the moment. And even when they are, the game is officially out and you plan on streaming, just know that it might happen. So just be careful.
0: I think that's, it was a great story that she chose as well. Like continuing from last week, because again, that's one of the things I did see with on Google Trends yesterday was just like, still the same thing was the switch was the hardware injector for allowing you to run custom switch firmware and stuff like that is still trending. Like it seems like everyone wants to play the new Zelda for free. And the funny thing is like, I'm looking again, talking about Adam looking on YouTube yesterday and I'm looking at YouTube and all the things he's like some really famous. Nintendo Switch English YouTubers teaching people how to install custom from or Nintendo Switch emulators on their PC. And these, some of these guys have five, 600,000 subscriber accounts. I'm like, why would you take the risk? It's just, I, I don't know. It's crazy. It's crazy. And then like Alana Pierce is, is like ridiculously famous. Like she used to work for IGN. She used to work for, for Kotaku as well. It seems like Works for she's
2: studio. one of the like first studio now.
0: Yeah, she's one of the first people who started using Restream back in the day to stream to multiple sources and yeah, it's a shame, but it it is understandable at the same time, of course, but at the same time, if you're a YAML university student or somebody, right, what is your choice in giving up money to play a Zelda game? What are you going to do?
2: What's weird, though, is that this wasn't footage of leaked stuff. This was a video put up by Skill Up, and this was Nintendo approved. So Nintendo had already approved of this footage at a preview event in Australia. So she was watching things that were already up on YouTube, basically. She wasn't, this is stuff that Nintendo said, yeah, sure, put it up on YouTube. And she was watching that. She wasn't watching some person's... That they had gotten a hacked version of the game and posted it up this was something Nintendo said okay skill up you can use this oh no you're watching this thing that we said somebody else can post on the internet no that's unacceptable
0: I can imagine Twitch has a standing order to take down any Nintendo related content at the moment and given what's happened it's not the CEO of Twitch it's- some guy, remember, and Twitch laid off 600 people earlier this year. So there's less people. Some guy who's like, oh God, my manager's not around. She's not awake. He's in Indonesia or the Philippines or somewhere. I need, I got to handle this. And so, okay, he hit the take on But that, that happens sometimes, right? Like even as a hybrid company, the one that I work for right now, sometimes stuff happens and people, it's 12 AM in New York, right? And I'm here, I'm like, oh my God, what do I do, what do I do. And then sometimes I just have to make a decision and it has been wrong in the past, so maybe this that's what it is. Some guy, he made a decision and it doesn't happen.
2: It says right here, she was able to contest the takedown with Twitch's false DMCA and later her account has been unmanned. So apparently they went and reviewed it and said, oh yeah, that shouldn't have been taken down. But this is apparently, this is happening a lot right now. People were talking about comparing this to recently the banner for the Redfall page was DMCA'd and taken down. But... They had been DMCA'd by Bethesda, so they DMCA'd their own web page for having their own content on it. How Bethesda? Yeah, yeah, so it's kind of like, I don't, yeah, whoever is running, he, yeah, apparently there's a lot of, either it's a rampant AI or it's a, there are people out there, but they're just react they're just reacting and they're not thinking, so unfortunate <laughs> but funny. So always
0: yeah oh i don't know about finding if that happened to us i'd be stressed now so, i'd be left <laughs> <laughs> all right let's move on to my second story which continues the theme of not having money so today we're talking about free games you can currently play on steam there are a bunch of choices adam's got this up on the screen if you are watching the video on our youtube channel you should definitely check that out But yeah, there are a bunch of games. Basically, what I'm talking about today is popular games. So most of these games, again, if you're like a single player person, are going to be multiplayer only. There is a game, right, on Steam. You guys know this because I think this is the game I put in the most number of hours in my entire life. I'm sure Heartstone is probably up there as well. But this is Warframe, of course. Right, Warframe has great PvE content. But you can play by yourself as well. And you can play by yourself for at least now given all the content at least five six hundred hours at least and not having to spend a single dollar great single player action third person action game so much stuff to do so much stuff to grind for now if we're talking about trending games this is what caught me by surprise is that torchlight infinite and if you again if you're watching the live stream you would have seen adam show that just for a few seconds just now on the video Torchlight Infinity is, is out and it's doing well. It is the number one game on Steam for new and trending. Torchlight is the series that you might remember was like a Diablo clone, but what made it like really cool back in the day was when you are done in Diablo and stuff, right? And you're like, oh my God, my inventory is full. You had to run portal back to town and sell. But like in Torchlight, like the little cool invention was you had a pet and you could say, hey pet, take all my stuff, go sell it and cut back. And that is what the pet did for you. And that is like one of the cool things like Torchlight did so many like quality of life differences besides having a really unique art style. But yeah, no Torchlight Infinite is after Torchlight 3 did not do really well. I have it on the search and it was a decent game, nothing fantastic. So they made a Torchlight 4, i like, okay, this is going to be free to play multiplayer or multiplayer only for PvE and PvP. So another good choice for people. But yeah, if you just got a new PC, you were given one, or maybe you're you won a raffle of Tor, a Eraser, Blade 16 somehow, and you got that, and you're looking for free games because you don't have a lot of money, please check out that free-to-play category on Steam. There are single-player games, there are PvE games, there are PvP games. Like Again, no need to spend any money. There are thousands of hours in that category. One thing I will say, Steam, Epic, even the Switch as well. Adam can tell me about the PlayStation because I don't know. But those three consoles I mentioned, or well, the one console, and Steam and Epic, they don't make it easy to find free to play games, but they are there. And like I'm trying to always mention, it's the Epic Free Game of the Week, right? That's another way to get your free games. Yeah, take advantage of it and let us know what you think.
2: Yeah, place. Oh, Adam, yeah, it has, has a tab for free to play games, so you just go to there and the list out Apex and PUBG and all those. Fortnite, yeah.
0: No, Steam does not make it, like, like, when you go into this, your Steam homepage loads up. It's like, there's tons of text on the bottom. On the left-hand side, tons of text on the top. And it's hard to find, like, that free-to-play tab, I think, anyway. Even Epic as well. Epic, there is no tab in the Epic Store. And on the Switch Store as well, there is no tab either. You have to, I think, search for individual games. And you eventually find Warframe, and it's, like, free-to-play. We eventually find Apex, and it's free-to-play. Probably not Apex. But, like, there's another sample like that, but yeah. All right, cool. Let's move on to our third story, Adam, but we go with Antoine's story 1st
1: Sure, Me first. Okay, fair enough. My third story is I picked it up uh, first and foremost because it's made by Ubisoft Bordeaux, which is where I'm from in France. So, you know, Coco like, oh, it's news about Assassin's Creed Mir- Mirage. There's one or too many, I think. Or as I like to grade, Assassin's Creed Prince of Persia. It's basically what it is. They don't want to make the same mistake as Henshru did, so originally they were supposed to release it around summer and like August more precisely, but they seem that they had a little bump in development, so they want to give the development team a little more time to fix everything, so it has been moved to, I believe, September at this time. There's Tom Henderson at Ubisoft as eternity, uh, says that Ubisoft internally delayed Assassin's Creed Mirage from August to October 2023 to give the development team some more months to work on it. And it's the same if you are looking at the VR game, Assassin's Creed Nexus, which has been delayed a couple of more months as well. So you know what? My opinion on it, I'm perfectly fine with delaying the game for a couple of months, as long as you come out with finished products to avoid. It's like a burns and throw, blah, 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 all of these. So 5 points should be solved. Take your time and give us a very good Assassin's Creed because I'm not a big uh, player of the saga, to be honest. I think there was some pretty good game recently with the Origin. I think, in Greece and Singapore. One maybe in, in Egypt.
0: Yeah, Origin is in
2: Egypt.
1: Oh, sorry. origin in Egypt. There was another one in Greece maybe as well was in greece
2: and not recently oh.
1: no the recent was the english one
2: right uh, yeah. Bahala. Yeah, Bahala.
1: Bahala. yeah yeah but that wasn't reviewed very well the reception was quite poor
2: it was, it was steep, like okay but it was a lot of people felt it was too long too oh, okay, fair
0: enough. for uh, you have the expert right here adam played and finished it
2: it was the gameplay was good but yeah it was probably way longer than it would be
1: okay and so in this one, you will play a character which already uh, apparently, so for the guys who played this is, should you will certainly know that, a guy called Basi, uh, Basim Ibn Ishaq, uh, yeah, which played in that. So that should be, I guess, a direct, the suite, a direct uh, by following Valhalla pretty, I no. thought, <laughs> okay, fair enough.
2: This is, <laughs> so he's a character in Valhalla, but this is him when he's younger. So this is actually oh. cool in a sense.
1: Cool was he? a Cool character.
2: No spoilers. No spoilers. He's one of the better ones, but no spoilers.
1: Uh-huh. Banana, so he's not gonna die.
2: No, <laughs> he's not. He, he, he's he's gonna be very important moving oh forward.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah, now I agree with what Anton said or oh, what Adam said is I played. I still want to play Origins actually, but yeah, I played Odyssey and Odyssey was fantastic. I I still listen to the soundtrack because. It was it's nice listening to Greek music sung in Greek. But yeah, no, and I play Odyssey for 40, 60 hours or so and I'm like, my God. And I wanted to kill all the bad guys in, in Odyssey, but I just like, oh God, 50 hours, this is too much. There's too many other things coming out. So I'm hoping Mirage will be shorter as well.
2: Mirage is supposed to go back, that's why they're splitting now. Mirage is supposed to go back to the traditional Assassin's Creed and then they're doing the other one, Was it, Assassin's Creed, Red, the one set in Japan, that one's going to be more in line with Origins and Odyssey and Valhalla. So now they're going to split the franchise between kind of that classic gameplay versus the new open world gameplay. And this one's going to be more towards the classic side.
1: How to please everyone. (laughs) If you have
0: millions and millions of dollars, you get to please everyone as Ubisoft does.
1: Exactly. (laughs)
0: All right, Adam, what's your third story?
2: So, my third story is basically, did you guys have you seen the Phil Spencer interview with Kind of Funny Games? No. So, he did a big interview this week. He did it, I feel like we always do the show, and then something happens literally the next day or that afternoon. And I'm like, ah, this would have been perfect for the show, but now it's going to be a week late when it comes. But Phil Spencer did an interview with Kind of Funny Games, and they asked him a lot of questions, a lot of them particularly about Redfall, but also a lot of questions about what is the headspace of Microsoft right now? And it's gotten a lot of people talking, because some of the things he said can be seen as very controversial. One thing, some of the things that people might like that he said are things like they definitely plan to appeal the CMA decision that they they are still dedicated to the console but some of the things that they have also said for instance the big one that everyone keeps quoting is Phil Spencer basically came out and he said it doesn't matter if we we're not trying to out console Sony or Nintendo we could Starfield could be an 11 out of 10 And people are not going to go out tomorrow and sell their PlayStation 5s for Xboxes. That's just not going to happen. We're not trying to out-console them. And a lot of people have taken issue with that. And I can understand why, because I think what he's trying to say is basically that they have a vision of what they want. Microsoft or the Xbox for ecosystem to be, they're not trying to just say let's be let's. They're not trying to say let's be a dominant force in the console space. Let's be a dominant, not dominant force in the gaming space. But at when you do that, when you diversify, there's just no way we're gonna outsell the PlayStation Five at this point. It's just not possible. And I think a lot of people saw the concession of they're giving up. But instead, it's, I think it's more of a, an admittance that they are trying to reassess what's important to them and trying to forge a new identity within gaming, similar to what Nintendo did You know, when you had the Wii, or not even less necessarily, or actually with the Wii, where Nintendo basically was not competing with Xbox and PlayStation, and they said, you know what, we're going to do our own thing. We're going to go for the lower end of the market. We're going to make our console much cheaper. And basically we're going to say, okay, for we're not going to compete as people's primary console. That's why now people always talk about high-end consoles. We're not going to compete in that space. We're going to make it that when people say, I want to buy a console, PlayStation or Xbox is my first choice. And Nintendo is always my second choice. So because of that, or maybe nintendo and sony are basically splitting the market whereas nintendo is having that second the second console market all to themselves and as a result we can end up selling more switches more wii's than those things can outsell because we're offering something so different that people say if i already have a playstation why get an xbox they're too similar but the switch is different enough that and it offers enough of a difference that it's still enticing and i think A lot of people, that was where a lot of people took issue with what he said was because a lot of people felt that what he was saying was, we just can't compete and we're defeated. Whereas what people wanted to hear him say was, we're not trying to outsell PlayStation, we're just trying to make good games. But I think the wording was just bad there. But I feel really bad for the guy. You could hear him through the interview and you can tell he's just having a rough week and i think he does care and i think he does want to improve and he did take a lot of the responsibility on himself but yeah he's talking he, so he mentioned a lot of that but in the middle what was one of the most interesting things to me and this is interesting because Korean mentioned the cost of living crisis right so one thing and this was in the mid this was in the mid video sponsor ad read that this came up but If you had to guess, what do you think the average American spends on monthly subscriptions? Like, what's their monthly subscription budget? What would you assume?
0: Oh, God, easy. Between $100 and $150 a month.
2: Okay, what would you say, Antoine?
1: Of subscription, like Netflix.
2: What's your average subscription budget? $25,
1: $30.
2: Okay, so your average American would assume that they spend around $86 a month? In truth, the average American spends two hundred and nineteen dollars a month on subscription services. That makes sense. (laughs) Yeah, so so people are spending way more on subscriptions than they realize, and yeah, that that was a an interesting thing out there when you have all these things like it was an EA Play, and now we have all the different tiers of PlayStation Plus, and you have your game pass and you have your xbox live and all that uh yeah i think it goes in what Korean was saying with this cost of living crisis where people are just spending when we originally wanted to get things like netflix the idea was hey cut the cable costs save money and you can get everything on demand but then eventually everybody was like oh this is money making disney's i'm pulling my stuff out of netflix and making my own so i can give my own money and then Paramount was like, yeah, let's do this. This is great. Um, and then eventually you're paying for five subscriptions when the idea was you were supposed to play for one. So yeah, I thought that was interesting and frightening, actually. But yeah, but then basically that they at the end they asked him some quick questions and then they said, Will we have a Phil Spencer said, we want to be more clear moving forward. So when we do our direct on Starfield in June, we will be very open about what expectations people should have. Could you expect thirty FPS? Should you ex- expect 60 FPS? That will be very clearly laid out for us moving forward because basically with the Redfall, when they showed footage at 60 FPS on PC, knowing it wasn't going to be 60 FPS on console, then they weren't lying because they never said that was the case. He- he's They're going to be more upfront moving forward with their audience, basically, is what he said. Adam, do you have any video for this or something like a picture we can put while we talk. No, I don't.
0: Oh no, because I can't use any of it for shorts.
2: Oh, I'm sorry. No, uh, no worries. Oh yeah. Bad.
0: Cause this is a really interesting discussion, but I'm like, oh my God, it's just the mag logo. And cause I already looked at our shorts.
2: Oh, was... zoom in on all of us right now. It's a zoom in on our faces. There's no.
0: Yeah. yeah that is it. Like When I've done shorts of just us before, they don't work.
2: Uh, uh. Yeah, because okay. I was going to do, I was trying to do a video like where I took a still image, but they have a scrolling background. So I was trying to do a video with a still image and then the scrolling background, but then it, didn't, it was one of those things where I was like an hour and a half. Hey, in do and you want to put up a picture? This is, is going to be too Spencer. much work. It's going to be too much work. I can put a picture of Phil picture. Spencer up real yes. quick.
0: That would work. And then at least I can get the end to sort of segment of this.
2: Okay. Hang on. Do-do-do. This is taking up our time. Okay.
1: That is fine. <laughs> Still have 10 minutes, more or less. Okay. Yes. Yeah,
0: man. And how the hell do you spend $30 on subscriptions, man? I mean, well, maybe it? Maybe.
2: He was guessing. He was just a rough estimate. Well,
1: subscription for TV, I have Netflix and Prime. So it's $20, $10 each, more or less. And, uh, and Game Pass for gaming. And that's it. And there's no, like, cloud
0: storage or... There's no like, Hoi Jin, she doesn't pay any money for like subscription boxes or beauty stuff or anything like that. Wow. Nah. And for the kids,
1: there's no like online coding subscriptions or. I tried a few years ago. I so uh, show me it, it. It works for two weeks and then I lose interest. And so now when they tell me how to do this? For? <laughs> yeah, dream about it. And <laughs> dream, dream on it. Well, we do stuff, but in person, like guitar or piano or stuff like this, it's in person, because they don't have the choice. They have to finish the lesson. You see, it's substituting just me in front of the tablet doing that. It's just too hard to get them back. just straight stress and no, no more substitution, yeah.
0: thanks for the image. i so Adam, what I wanted to ask you as well is I saw this, I remember, and I think now this makes more sense given the shift in Microsoft's fortunes. right, is That Microsoft said, at the end of the day, we're going to be, we're going to stop making Xboxes at some point in the future. I think Adam, you would have seen this because we talked about it was everything's going to shift to OTA, right? Or over the air streaming, right? Where you get a little USB dongle, right? And that stuff does fit in, right? Intel made them before the iPCs or something. You plug it into your 70 or 55 or 48 or whatever size TV you have, right? And you have a PC, right? Samsung's done it with Dex, right? Because Samsung's OS. But basically, if you're in the quote-unquote first world, right? So if you're in Asia, you most likely have unlimited 4G or 5G internet, right? At some point, right? You probably have massively wonderful infrastructure, Hong Kong, Japan, South Korea, Taiwan as well, right? If you're in Europe, right? The Scandinavians, right? They started building fiber in the early 50s. So you have wonderful infrastructure there, right? Microsoft's getting ready to move to a not an Xbox feature, right? Where there is no Xbox. Xbox is just the feature built into Windows 11, Windows 10, that allows you to stream games from the cloud to your computer or to your cell phone or to your Q-like device, whatever it is that you have. And I think that is, it, it makes sense, right? Microsoft is moving into an era of getting rid of consoles. right? That's what's it, right? Sony's, I think Adam, you said this before was, Sony's got to be making PlayStations in perpetuity because they're not going to be spending the money to build a cloud service network like Azure is. Plans now, yeah. Yeah. And so it's, it's going to be just Sony and just Nintendo in the future. And Microsoft's got to be like here. And maybe going back to what you said about the CMA and cloud creators, that right, maybe that doesn't lend power to the fact that, yes, Microsoft is going to control cloud chain. Especially
1: if they provide the OS for Steam Day of Yes. And what do you think out of it?
2: I think that, yeah, I think that Microsoft's ultimate goal is to create basically a a digital ecosystem, not a physical console, but a a digital ecosystem in which their games can exist. And I think that they would be 100% willing to bow out of the console race in the future if they could get... If they could get Game Pass on PlayStation, I'm sure if they could work a deal with PlayStation in the next console thing and they're like, hey, we're not going to make an, we're not going to make a Xbox next. That's just not going to happen. But can we put Game Pass? So we're not going to be competing with you guys in the console market. But how about Game Pass on PlayStation? Get a little bit of a cut there and... I can 100% see Microsoft seeing that as a viable strategy moving forward as offering Game Pass as a service in the same sense that you have Crunchyroll or some other services on PlayStation. Yeah, I think that their idea is that consoles are the console space. They need a console right now because you need a way for people in the console space to have access to their games. And Nintendo seems to be more open to that. But Nintendo streaming isn't here yet in the capacity that they want it to be. And until it is, you need something in the console space that's going to be able to have the hardware to run these games. And if... They can't do it, if they can't do it anywhere else, they'll build their own box, but if they could do it somewhere else, I think ultimately they'd say, hey, you know what, just go to this other place and do it there. And I think that's why they're offering, you can Game Pass on your Xbox or your PC or your phone. I think that's all interconnected where they're like, okay, we want to be this digital service, not this physical box.
0: And the model has worked out, right? You look at Netflix for most of the time, right? They are the, it was so far ahead in terms of infrastructure. And even when I use Netflix today, the experience is far superior to Disney. I struggle to skip. because Sometimes when you're watching something, you're like, okay, I hit the fast forward 10 seconds button and on Disney Plus, man, it's slow. It's horrible. On the Netflix, like they've paid for that compression stream from the main service somewhere here in Taiwan to my house, going through my mesh internet system. And it's, and Microsoft now, right, especially with OpenAI, they gave OpenAI like $10 billion worth of Azure credits and they've built up this cloud infrastructure system. The only other president who competes with Azure is AWS, right, or Amazon Web Services, right? But Amazon's AI tech is so far behind, whereas OpenAI has been getting stuff. And I think that is the future. And I think that's why they'll never let Game Pass come on. Can you imagine Game Pass on your PlayStation? Or even on, on PC, well, PC is going to be there anyway, right? Hey, I'm a middle-aged gamer. I don't know what to play. Well, little you've played XX and this. Uh, did you know this and this is actually suits what you like to play? And that's the future of it, right? It is instead of these LLM, right? Large Language Learning Models, right? There's going to be these small or trim TLM, right? Trim Language Learning Models on your computer running in the background saying, you know what Create likes? He likes this and this, and they're going to be proactively suggesting stuff for you. Saying this is what you do. This is how long the game. All those questions that you're like, oh my God. Hey, AI, do I have time to finish Darkest Dungeon 2? No, sorry, create. According to your work schedule this week, you have 30 hours of stuff to do and only 10 hours to game. You cannot play this. Oh, thank you. That's it. So I think the AI stuff is really going to mess with Nintendo and Sony in a big way because the amount of customization you can deliver to your consumers like us who, who want answers or I want answers anyway (laughs) it's just unbeatable and I think it's the traditional gaming experience everything's going to change this year I think and that's just because AI is not going to stop okay and with three minutes to go gents Adam we'll start with you what's your week ahead looking like in game
2: for streaming, it's going to be frozen flame. I've been building a tree house and it's, I've been experimenting with the game and seeing how far I can take construction and what kind of things I can get away with. So I measured out like exactly what kind of structures do I need to build higher or longer? You know, what kind of, I discovered that trees are being static in the certain trees being static in the world are considered ground in that sense and so that you can actually build from a tree rather than having to build up from the ground so you can reach new heights that way so i've been experimenting with what weird designs i can get away with that now i'm going to my next goal is to see if i can build a hanging structure underneath one of the islands so that'll be interesting to see how much i can get away with and outside of that i am replaying through persona 5 royal and this time I am focusing on all my confidants so that I can unlock the third semester because the first time I played through, I did not. And it is going much faster this time, but I'm skipping a lot of dialogue and that sort of thing, cause I've already seen it all. So.
1: Antoine, what about you? Fuga, Melodies of Steel 2 is on Game Pass tomorrow for free, day one. What nice. Pre-installed and ready to fire.
0: Very okay, cool. So we look forward to hearing about that next week and I think That is it. We're going to try and end on time, unlike last week. So, I hope everyone enjoyed the show. If you have any comments or thoughts or concerns about what we talked about today, please reach out to us on the social media. You can find that on the podcast, on the YouTube channel. Um, Please check out the shorts, check out the TikTok channel, check out the YouTube, and check out the Facebook reels as well, because you guys like that. And then we will see you guys next week.